0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And now, here's this week's message brought to you by Senior Pastor Adam Russell. Well, hey, good morning, everybody at the Vineyard. Obviously, we're not in the church. You're at home and I'm at church. But happy Sunday anyway, and happy Christmas to you. And I hope that since you're at home, I hope somebody made you coffee, and I hope maybe somebody made a biscuit. So if somebody made coffee or if somebody made a biscuit for you this morning, will you just turn to them and say thank you right now? Because, man, that's important, isn't it? Here's what I'd like to do this morning. Since we are together digitally, uh, we want to open the Word of God, and we want to hear something for us. And I think this is maybe something that Jesus is been talking to me about this week, for us as we come to the close of another pretty difficult year. I want to share with you a passage out of the Gospel of Luke. This is a parable of Jesus, and it's pretty famous. So maybe you've heard this parable before. Maybe you went to Sunday school, or maybe you went to VBS and you heard this. Or maybe you're brand new to faith and you've never really been to church at all, and you've never heard it. If that's the case, that's fine too. Here's what I'd love you to do. Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 6. And I'm going to read just a few verses. This is about a couple guys who build their house. Uh, One guy builds his house on a solid foundation, and one doesn't. So this is what Jesus says. He says, So why do you keep calling me Lord when you don't do what I say? I will tell you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person who's building a house, and that person digs and lays a foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well-built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruin. Famous famous passage. Here's what I want to talk to you really briefly about this morning. I want to talk to you about building on a solid foundation. A couple things things right up front. Number one, uh, when Jesus talks about houses in this parable, houses are just another word for your life. House is just another stand-in word for your life. Jesus is not talking about two-by-fours and shingles. Jesus is talking about your life. Uh, The second thing I'd like to say about this, there's a couple universal notes in this parable. Hope you notice that everybody who's in this parable is building something, right? There's two people and they're both building something and they're both building a house. And we've already said that houses are just another word for your life. So there's a sense in which Jesus is talking to everybody who hears him, uh, even this morning. Everyone who reads the gospel, those, per, those people who first heard him, and even this morning through the internet, as I was reading to us, everybody is building something. Everybody's building a life. That's what Jesus said. And the second thing, the second thing I want you to notice that's universal in this parable uh, is this. It's storms. Jesus says that the house that's built on a solid foundation experiences a storm, and then the house that doesn't have a foundation it also experiences the storm. And isn't it interesting that Jesus is not preaching avoidance? Uh, isn't it interesting that Jesus, rather than teaching us how to avoid a storm, he's actually guaranteeing that there will be storms? And isn't it interesting, if you know the Gospels at all, that the very Jesus who can speak to storms and, talk, and, and tell them to be calm and they, and they actually obey is the same Jesus who guarantees storms in other times, here's what we know this morning: Everybody's building something, and storms are going to come to test it. And um, here's what I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks: I've been thinking about all the ways in which we've actually experienced storms in the last couple of years, uh, not just as individuals, but like collectively. Maybe, maybe in a way that that I've never experienced in my lifetime, uh, a collective storm has hit our. Nation has hit our culture. Has hit the world. We've had storms, COVID. Uh, people have gotten sick and died. A brand new virus that we've never seen before. Uh, it's been here with us for two years. Uh, we've had social upheaval. Maybe you remember. Maybe you remember that moment when when George Floyd was murdered in the streets on camera. And when that happened, it kicked off a moment of reckoning in our country. We began to talk about race again. We began to talk about racism, really uncomfortable things, lots and lots of emotion. Then even this year, this year, January 6th, we had that really, really ugly moment in our nation's capital. And then tragically, just a few weeks ago, tragically, we lost a friend and we lost a neighbor, one of our own, Parker McCorvey, uh, someone that I knew when he started coming here at the Vineyard as maybe a 16 or 17 year old high school student. And then, and then, just just a few days ago, we had literal storms show up in Kentucky and in our own county, 70 homes were flattened like out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Jesus, Jesus isn't joking, church. Uh, We're all going to experience storms. And so here's the question I have for us today. How's your house? how's your house? Which is another way of saying, how's your life? We need to unpack houses just for a moment. And by the way, before we do that, I want to underline this, this little note. When Jesus is using the language of house, uh, he could have used any image. He could have used any word. So I think the notion of house is really important. And so for, in order for us to really unpack what he's getting at, we need to think about houses for a moment. What are, what are houses? What are they represent? Well, well, here's a few things. Uh, number one, houses are places of rest. It's where we sleep. It's where we recuperate. Houses are places of security. Number two, safety and security. Uh, number three, houses are places of family, or maybe another word would be belonging. And then number four, houses are places of joy and fellowship or joy and friendship. So here's the question. How's your rest this year? Like today, this moment. If we're talking about your house, if we're talking about your life, and I'm asking you, how is it? Uh, we need to maybe be more specific. How's, how's your rest? Do you, have, do you have more or less rest in your house? What about security? Do you have, do you have more or less anxiety in your life? More or less panic? Uh, how's your sense of family and belonging? Do you have more or less connection? And then finally, what about joy and fellowship or joy and friendship? How's that? Do, do you have a circle of, of friends? Is there, is there laughter in your life? How's your home, church? How's your life? Is it intact? That'd be another thing I'd like to ask this morning. Did something get, did something get blown apart? I'd like you to think about that for a little bit this morning. Jesus says that a wise man digs a deep foundation. And at first, I'd like to say something about this. When we're talking about digging deep foundations, uh, sometimes sometimes at first, this might seem like a waste. If you're a builder, you know it's not a waste. But if you're thinking about someone who digs a foundation and builds a house, and then you think about someone who doesn't dig a foundation and begins to dig a, build a house, maybe, maybe the beginning of digging a foundation, maybe it seems like a waste. Uh, maybe digging down to go up feels... Well, it doesn't feel intuitive at first, or maybe it's, maybe it's slow, or it doesn't feel like progress. Maybe you look around and you go, wow, other people have their house up out of the ground. Maybe they've got like two stories and they're building on decks and here I am in the dirt and I still haven't got my foundation put together. Maybe, maybe it seems like other people are more successful at first. Maybe it feels like some other people are more significant. But I'd like to ask you again, How's your house? How's your life? Uh, Did it collapse in the last two years? Maybe not the whole thing. Maybe just a room is gone. Again, how's your rest? How's your security? How's your belonging? And how's your joy? So what do we do? You might be thinking, okay, Adam, great. You've made your point. Tell me what to do. Well, Jesus lays it out in verse 47. Luke chapter 6, verse 47. He says three things in this simple verse. He says, everyone who comes to me, number one, And everyone who listens to my teaching, number two. And then number three, everyone who does what I say is a person who lays a strong foundation. I want to talk to you about those really quickly. Number one, come to Jesus. You want to have a strong foundation? You got to come to Jesus. And here's what I'd like to say about that. It's not just coming to church. Uh, If you haven't been to church in a year... Or if you haven't been to church in two years, I'd like to invite you back to church. Uh, coming back to church is a big deal. It's one of the ways that we interact with Jesus. It's not the only one, but man, it's a big one. But even if you're coming to church, you could come to church and not come to Jesus. You could come to church just for a friend or for an encounter, but maybe not for Jesus. I'd like to say, come to Jesus. You want to have a real foundation? Come to Jesus. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say about coming to Jesus is this. We're coming to Jesus and, and not another voice. Uh, we're, we're, coming, we're coming to Jesus and, and not another counselor or not another guru. We're coming, we're coming to Jesus. We're making him the priority and his voice, the centrality of our life. We're coming to Jesus, number one. Number two, uh, we're listening to his teaching. You want to have a foundation in your life, listen to his teaching. Uh, dive deep into the Gospels. Cannot, uh, uh, I cannot emphasize this enough, church. Dig deep into the Gospels. Read your Bible. Dig deep into the Gospels. But then come to church or go to home group ready to hear from Jesus. Like when someone's teaching or someone's sharing a scripture, listen for the tender voice of Jesus. And then open your heart. And then number three, do it. Just do it. Whatever Jesus says, just do what he says. If you want to have a strong foundation in your life, you got to do what Jesus says. Uh, It might feel at first like, like you're going nowhere. It might feel really slow or it might feel... Like it's not that intuitive, but just do what he says and things will strengthen in your life. Apply some part of what you're hearing Jesus say to you, apply it. Uh, Whether it's the Bible or whether it's something you're hearing by the Spirit at church or maybe you're getting some counsel from a friend, uh, apply the things that Jesus is speaking to you. Then do it. Um, I was thinking this week just about some of the stuff that I encounter here as a pastor. I was thinking about how we've had people this week give in secret to people who lost their homes in the tornado. They were actually doing what Jesus said. Jesus says in, in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, he says, You know what, if you're going to give, you should give and you should do it in secret. Like, don't even let anybody know. Like, just, just trust that your Father in heaven knows and, and he'll take care of you, you know? And we've had people this week give to people who lost their home and they did it They did it in secret. They did it without fanfare And they didn't expect anything in return. They didn't say, well, you know, if you do this, then I'll do this. There was no bargaining. There was no social media post. They just gave in secret. And here's what I'd like you to know. They're digging a foundation for their life. Number two, uh, people in the last few weeks at this church have served others who were in grief. And here's what I want you to know about those people. They're digging foundations for the storm. And then lastly, lastly, I was thinking about this today. Uh, someone came into my office this week, and they were just very vulnerable. They came into my office because they're they're trying to work out a relational struggle. Any of you ever have relational struggles? Like you just you just have something where it's just not working with you and another person, and. And, you know, sometimes it's easier just to avoid or maybe to cut that person off and be like, well, I'm never talking to you again. Or I'm just going to get rid of you and I'm just going to move on. And you know what? I've got enough other people and you just cut this person off. But, but Jesus says, you know what? If you, if you come to worship and you realize that, that your brother has something against you, you should go to your brother and, and work it out if you can. And somebody came into my office this week and they started talking to me about their desire to work something out with someone else. And by the way, those are hard conversations. And this person was vulnerable and, and, like, talked about maybe the parts of this conflict that are theirs to own. And I, I just, I was very impressed because sometimes people don't share those parts of their story. And here's what I want you to know about that person uh, they're, they're doing the things that Jesus said. And so they're building a foundation for their life. It's the hard work of laying a foundation that'll stand in the storm. So, again, church, how's your life? How's your house? Uh, did, COVID, did COVID take your peace? Uh, did politics steal your happiness? Did isolation kill your relational connectivity? Well, if so, it's time to build a new foundation. And maybe you didn't lose your whole house. Maybe, maybe, maybe the back porch got blown off, or maybe, maybe you lost a room, or maybe the roof started leaking, and it's time to reassess things. What do we do? Come to Jesus. We listen to his teaching, and we do what he says. I'd love it if this morning while you're with your family at your house, I'd love it in your living room or in your kitchen, I'd love it if you'd talk about this. Maybe reread the parable. It's in Luke chapter 6. Reread it and ask everybody in the room, how's your house? What could we do? What's Jesus saying to us? How can we obey him? All right, church, let's pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, and we thank you for his wisdom, and we thank you for the way he he gives us an actual path, an actual blueprint for building a life that can withstand the storms that come. And God, I ask that you'd give us all in the vineyard, that you'd give us grace to come to you, to listen to you, but then to do that most essential thing, to obey you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks again for stopping by the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening at the Vineyard, you can follow us on social media. Until next time.